All right. Well, welcome to Taking Up Your Time with Bobby Benavides. And I am your host, Bobby Benavides, and I am excited to be here with you uh, today as we move into a conversation with the one and only Ace Williams. Yeah, Ace Williams is a musician, comedian, singer, songwriter, and a highly creative writer. He's hosted his own internet radio show called Ace's Hour, worked with Coconuts Comedy Club and The Stick Martin Show. He's a prolific Highly entertaining original hip hop band, um, and oh, really? That's always fun to read these things, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, that's, I didn't think I realized that." Um, and he's currently recording original human rights songs. You can find them on YouTube under Ace Williams or uh, YouTube.com at S O H O D T one. Um, but I'll put that in the show notes because it's fun to watch and listen to. Um, he has also a cool uh, open mic uh, comedy that he does uh, um, called Cans for Comedy. Um, and it's a great way for him to collect cans for the homeless and uh, those in need. So we'll be hearing a little bit about that as well. Um, again, uh, got some great stuff going on. You know, just got done performing with, um, um, well, I guess not really just got done because you probably just heard me talk about my show with the pastors, but it was still fun. Um, and so you'll be, I did that. And then getting ready for the tour, man, September 27th is the first one. Smoking X, uh, smoking X, uh, ax throwing place. <laughs> it's a, it's a great restaurant um, in Buckhannon, West Virginia, started the tour off there and then October 7th, we're moving to the uh, Music on Main in Bridgeport, West Virginia. Um, and then we're trying to line up a couple other spots uh, because one of our spots seems to have fallen out in Glen Ferris. And so that's kind of sad, um, but hopefully it'll, it'll, we'll have something else happen. But um, And then October 27th, McConnellsville, Ohio at the Twin City Opera House. Um, gotta get that place loaded up man 550 seats we can get people in there i think it's gonna be good so all right so with that let's go into the conversation with ace williams all right ace man how you doing i'm doing pretty good for a uh, monday <laughs> yeah well good to have you on man good to have you on so um so dude we've been you know i was able to uh hang out with you um down in tampa like oh man it's been feels like it's been ages ago um but it's it's been a bit and uh you know able to experience your your stand-up open mic um kind of experience it felt like but it wasn't it wasn't really an open mic but it felt like an open mic um because it was like i mean it, it well you can explain it cans for comedy let's go into it let's let's talk about cans for comedy okay i started uh, over a year ago in a bar and we've moved it since then uh we now have a monthly show where we have a featured act every show a different comic that we give them extra time usually it's a professional comic some even come in as far as los angeles when they're in town some people i know and they've created a lot of buzz for the for the show cans for comedy is called that because we collect Pants and clothing from the people that come into the show. It's a free show. And also the comics um, actually donate too. 
So mm-hmm. we collect the food and the clothing, and that goes to an organization here in Tampa called uh, Homeless Helping Homeless. And it's homelesshh.org if you want to check it out. They're a really solid organization that helps a lot of people here in town, temporary emergency, permanent housing. So the show works out really well, and um, I'm pretty, pretty thrilled about doing it. Hopefully, I can expand it to other cities where I can – uh, train other comics to be the MC and work with a, a room where we can make this happen in LA, Detroit, Atlanta, wherever we can find a home uh, to do a regular show like this. So, yeah, that's my so goal. What, so, what got you connected with that um, homeless helping homeless? Um, but you know, how'd you get connected with that? Well, I I've been uh, doing different kind of community service works not like i'm doing it for a reason like like you know probation or something no i just i just i work with the community quite a lot so uh in different aspects so i i saw the homeless helping homeless group and i donated some food to them um which i got to know the owner uh the ceo i mean and we uh we became friends and i and i said you know you know what if i did a a, a charity comedy show regularly for homeless helping homeless to help at least bring awareness in the public media. Uh, we've been on um, great day, Tampa Bay locally. We've been on it. We've had written write-ups in the Tampa times. Um, we've had other types of uh, media exposure and um, Oh, uh, creative loafing uh, wrote an article. Also recently we we're just nominated by creative loafing magazine, which is a local magazine here um as one of the nominees for best open mic comedy show and we're hoping people can vote for us and you can check out creative loafing um i'll leave you a link i'll send you a link if you want on the um actually the link is on my facebook page uh, if you scroll yeah. down a bit you'll find that way you can vote for us yeah, yeah i've already put i've already put in my vote i've already put it in so i'm, I'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep going as much as i can so. yeah so it's been a, it's been fun we're now having it at the american legion post 139 in south tampa and uh, i set up the pa lights show um portable stage um lighting for the tables uh, just like a real comedy club we have a really good uh crowd there that really is into comedy so we've got a lot of regulars coming out to see us now and they bring their cans and clothing and and uh every time we drop them off i take a picture of of the recent donations uh at the homeless shelter and and uh people even go online and donate uh to homelesshh.org right on the website too so i i think over the last year we've gotten over ten thousand dollars worth of donations uh, for awesome. food and clothing and money, so that I'm I'm happy about that. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's uh, I mean, when I I remember when I was going to uh, when I went to Tampa. Oh, uh, can you hear me? Down. Oh, now I hear you. Uh, okay, cool. Um, so I remember when I went to Tampa. Um, I remember I went there. You know, it was, I think I, I was in there for my my mom's wedding, if I remember correctly. That's right. Yeah, and so um. So I was like, I was looking for just mics to jump on. I was like, oh, let's see. You know, so the, of course there's improv in Ybor City. I was like, okay, cool, I'll go there. And then I saw this one. I was like, you know what? That sounds pretty sweet, man. Like it's just like a cool idea to be doing comedy to benefit an organization that's serving those who are 
most vulnerable. You know what I mean? Like it's, um, it's, it's a win-win for everybody the, 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 the room gets uh business, the uh, comics get a free stage to get up there and, and work on their craft. The uh, homeless shelter gets um, some needed support and, um, and I don't do it for any money. I just do it for free. So uh, I donate my time to, to get it done and, and I'll mentor some comics along the way too, if they need it. Yeah. So, so mentoring comics. So how long have you been doing stand up? Um, um, pretty much since 2010, 2011. Yeah. I started getting serious about it then. And, and then I became a, um, a promoter for coconuts comedy club, one of their locations on Gulf to Bay and did all their promotions. And I, and I ran a, open mic comedy show there for two and a half years every Thursday. And um, then I got connected with a headliner who we developed a comedy class uh, for new comics. And we had two different sessions that were pretty successful for people to learn how to, to not only develop their act, but how to do the business part of it as well. So it was, it was fun. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then, then, uh, and then, yeah. Then you also do music too. So you say so you're a jack of all trades, man. So like your, <clears> your, your music stuff you do, which I, I watch it on YouTube. It's a good, good stuff. Um, you know, so all the links will be on the show notes for people to go to your YouTube and all that jazz. Uh, but, um, but to, you know, catch up on some of the things you do, but the music you do, I mean, it's music with a purpose as well, right? Yeah. Well, here's an interesting thing. I, I do, I'm somewhat of a social activist. I have some human rights songs. And I also have comedy songs, which I perform live, uh, some original fun songs. Um, I did a reboot on the Wild Rover, which is an Irish folk song, a couple hundred years old. I rewrote the whole lyrics to make it a story about uh, like a rom-com between him and the bartender. And there's a lot of double entendres and wordplay. And it's very Benny Hill type of a comedy, um, tongue-in-cheek. And uh, I've got a couple others, but I just recorded a new song in the studio. Called, it's a parody on Old Town Road by Little Nas X. Remember him? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh -huh. That was the number one song for like 11 months or something straight. So I did a, a parody called Old Folks Home. And <laughs> I, I'm i ready to put that out on, on, on uh, hopefully we can get it on Sirius XM real soon. And uh I've, I'm going to put it on on the YouTube channel and many others. I've got I've got my music on Spotify and and iTunes and those platforms as well. So if anybody wants to hear my music, um, I'm a writer and I and I'm also a sax player for other bands and studio sax player for hire. So That's yeah, cool. I got some different um, levels of of uh, artistry, if, if you want to say. I also yeah. write uh, comedy scripts, and uh, I'm working on my third screenplay right now. It's a supernatural kind of thriller, kind of a sci-fi story. So yeah, that's fun. So so um, when you think about like your, I guess your uh, inspiration, right? The the people who have motivated you or inspired you in your comedic career. Because you just brought up Betty Hill, which I—I I mean, um, oh, yeah. I—I I used—I mean, I, I used to watch him a lot when I was a kid, just because it was 
uh, always on reruns to be able to watch that. But um, like I remember also like um, not to be confused with Benny Hinn. Uh, just in case right. somebody's on here listening, religious people. Uh, <laughs> uh, although that's a comedic thing too, um, but Benny Hill is a real comedian. <laughs> Benny Hill joke. But let's go ahead and go into. Um, well, well, as a kid, I, I used to watch Monty Python when it first came out. That's how old I am. So showing my, show my old age, age there. But uh, Benny Hill was fun. Um, I always liked uh, Rodney Dangerfield and Steve Martin was amazing. Yeah. Cheech and Chong was hilarious when they came out. They were broke ground into that type of comedy. Uh, Mitch Hedberg was amazing too. Wow. Sorry yeah. about my little pet here. He's yeah. lucky. Settle down. <laughs> yeah, those of you those of you who are not watching on YouTube, there's a bird on Ace's shoulder that just keeps nibbling away. It's awesome. So yeah. Well, if I don't put him on my shoulder, he's just going to make more noise somewhere else. So um, I'm just—he's pretty cool right now. So yeah, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, so matter of fact, uh, okay. uh, my uh, bird. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, my next door neighbor thinks I'm a pedophile. I brought him in my house to show my bird because he talks, <laughs> and the bird went, "I love you. You're a good boy. Give me a kiss." He says, I got to get out of here, man. I got to go. So, he took off. so I said, F that guy. And now my bird goes, I love you. You're a good boy. Give me a kiss. F that guy. So anyway. <laughs> well, it's going to, that, that'll add on to the, to the storyline, I guess, too. Like, well, wait a second. He just, man, it's like, love you. Good boy. And F that guy. Like, what's going Give on? Give me there? a kiss. <laughs> yeah, that's mm. a joke. Anyway, yeah, he does talk a lot though. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's cool. So let's talk. Let's talk comedy. So you even said like, um, you 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 mentor younger comics like uh, that that might come on. You well, know? I used to. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Used to. So so let's talk about that. So like, when it comes down to mentoring younger comics, or even today, like, do you find that there's comics who are like are willing to learn? Like, I mean, do you feel like that's that's a hard thing to do? Well, there's different styles of comedy. There's, there's, I could name off a, you know, half a dozen right off the bat. There's rant. There's deadpan. There's, there's slapstick. There's, um, Paris prosdokians. There's all kinds of different styles of comedy. Um, there's observational. So there's like there's personal reflection of your life story. Um, everybody's got a different style, and the trick is to find out what makes you. Uh, special in your style um there are comedy books like judy carter has that that tries to get people to focus on their own style by telling their life story um mm -hmm. and some people just do music comedy some people will do um just abstract comedy there's alternative comedy so um the trick is to find comedians that you identify with uh comp comedically and find some that you find that you don't identify and and use that as a compass per se to mm -hmm. uh, find what you like to write and you could write a lot of different styles of jokes and but the thing is when you're doing your act some of your jokes that you write may not be right for your show it might right. be right just as to sell to someone else or something but if you if you branch off into so many different areas um, people won't really find what makes you special you know uh, you you kind of want to find what makes you special in your comedy and and kind of stay in a zone you can like go through different styles a little bit 
But if you branch off to so many different styles at all, all on one show, um, people won't remember you as much. So, I mean, think of uh, Jeff Foxworthy. He's the redneck comic, you know. You've got uh, Ronnie Danger's self-deprecation comic. You know, you don't see... Toward the end of his life, he did some other comedy where it was more more almost like being a guru of of life but um you know but he, he's known for a self-deprecating comedy and then you got like mitch mitch hedberg talked about his comedy uh style like you know there were short one-liners a whole list of them that <laughs> were just very um like the typical um paris prosdokians that's what he did did so well so uh, where he put you in one direction and the punchline would be somewhere totally off left to be a surprise. Yeah. And uh, so that's what I like. So I like yeah. know, those kind of jokes. So, um, yeah. So the, once you, you know, when I helped this, you know, that was just part of the program we had. But um, learn to write your style, learn how to write a joke, where the punchline falls when you're writing out. On your jokes, um, some people will write a, a joke, but the punchline will be a part of the setup or at the beginning of the punchline instead of the last two or three words. And those kind of things make a big difference when you're writing. George Carlin was huge on perfecting every single word, every nuance about, I mean, he made it look so natural, but he practiced, 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 practiced those words over and over until he had it down perfect and so um every word was not wasted and when you're on stage you gotta you gotta make your stage time count you you want laughs per minute you want a lot of boom 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 if you can help it and those long setup jokes if you're gonna do a long setup joke make sure it's got a great punchline payoff at the end otherwise you're just talking yeah. like a humorist instead of a comedian. Right. You got to make sure, like, and if it is a long setup too, you can maybe even sprinkle in some humorous stuff in there yeah. to bring, to bring about that, that pop at the end. Cause like even um my, like my, my first joke that I ever did, I think I may have done the Paquito joke with you. I can't remember if I did or not, but I mean, the Paquito joke that I do, it's like, because, you know, I talk about how I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm the worst Mexican out there. Cause I was, you know, I don't know how to speak Spanish. I'm allergic to flour tortillas. And so I, I had to, I, yeah, so I had to memorize Paquito to make people think that. It, and so, but even in that, like, it's a long setup to get to the end of using Poquito again, but I have to make it funny throughout because otherwise you'll lose the audience so fast. And so it's true. like, you got it. Eddie Murphy did that really well with his monologues when he did his stand up, and he mm-hmm. did a lot of act outs where he yeah. got to act as a different character. And if you can throw that into your mix, into your bag of tricks when you're doing an act out as part of your style, that's amazing. That's what that, that's truly uh, something uh, you want to work on if you like doing act outs, if you'd like doing a different character, uh, whether you're doing somebody from Australia or somebody who's your, your silly dumb brother or something like that. So, yeah, I've got a few act outs for, for my own bit. So, yeah. And impressions. Yeah. That's another whole type of comic um, medium. Is You got some great impressionists that will just kill it and will never have to look for work because their agents are constantly booking them. You know, like Frank Caliendo. 
Yeah. So anyway. Right. But you want to, yeah, if you want to, if I would say as a writer, uh, final draft is a great software to at least start learning how to write scripts. Because if you practice writing your material on a script writing program, you can branch into writing, you know, sketches, skits, and, um, you know, where you're not just doing a bit for one person, you can write different storylines or whatever you want. You can use it to constantly keep your creative flow going. Yeah. So so what so what got you into comedy then? So like you said in, in 2010 you started oh. taking it seriously, but like what got you into it, man? Well, uh I always wrote comedy. I always when I worked wherever I worked, whatever I did, I was always writing jokes down and and thinking this is funny, I got to save this. I want to write it for future use and I'd save it for future use and the next thing I know I got a stack and stack of you know like different books of different jokes some of them good some not some you know are worth saving to rewrite for later and mm-hmm. i thought to myself you know music is going good and really well but and when i did my music i was a front man for a band so whenever there's a little break between the fourth or fifth song and the drummer had to set up something on a computer for his computer or somewhere we had to buy time I always have to have a joke in my pocket or something to, to say to the audience to keep them engaged. So part of that, what I did when I was in my band was I had two or three jokes ready to go in case we needed. My shows were always like one song right to the next, right to the next. There's a lot of bands that don't do that. They'll stop and take two minutes or a minute between each song, which, you no, know, we did a showcase. We did three or four or five songs nonstop, you know. But we have like an intro to a band, like a bass to start the next song or whatever. But uh, yeah. we, we practice it that way. So we didn't stop. So, but whenever we did, I wanted to be ready with something fun, something to make the audience laugh. So, kind of like I was doing comic comedy uh, as a musician as well. Um, I'd say 10, 15% of my business as a lead frontman, I was doing. Uh, some jokes here and there. Yeah. That's cool. Or even, even after the show, talking to people, talking to the people watch that watch the show. Hey, come up to me afterwards. I want to try to be interesting and say fun things. So it was fun. That's awesome. That's a that's a good start. That's a fun start. Yeah. Um, so then so we're we're kind of coming close to the end of our of our time here, but um just thinking through, like, if you were to say to young comics, so like you talked about writing, you talk about all that. When you think about young comics coming up, especially like, you know, I've been I've been at it now for about seven years, right? So I'm still I'm still young, right? Um, but there's there's others that are just like, okay, they're taking their chance on open mics, they're taking their chance on on writing on writing jokes. What would be like a word of advice for them? Like, if you were to say, like, hey, if you're going to a mic and you're writing jokes. What would you say to them? Well, I would say when I, something I learned some good advice recently. I think it was from Steve Martin. Um, he said, if you're going to do this and you really are going all in, you got to go all in and constantly work to, to stay in the business and focus as much time as possible on and off the stage toward being a success in the comedy business. If not, just do it as a hobby, you know, which is nothing wrong with that either. 
you have to decide what whether which way you're going to go. Um, me right now, I'm in the spot where I'm trying to get more back into comedy now more than ever. So mm-hmm. I've had a lot of uh, uh, detours and and side quests in my life to take care yeah. of family and other things. So, um, but the good news is I'm not giving up, and I'm still producing content. Matter of fact, I just did a show and I'm posting a whole lot of new short reels on Facebook. So, and uh, on Instagram. So keep an eye out. I got a lot of fun little short comedy reels, 30 to 60 seconds. So as a comic, I would say, know whether what you want to do, you want to do a full-time or part-time, whatever. And two, learn the business on this, on the uh, offstage. You know, um, set up a website, set up, uh, you know, social media, learn how to do social media, um, be your own boss, promote yourself, get your own headshots, um, do whatever you can to, you know, set up a press kit for for comedy uh, bookers. Um, Yeah. Network with other comics, host your own um, open mic if you can. Uh, if you if you once you get to that point, if you want to become an MC, that's a whole different ball game than just doing comedy. MCing is is uh, is a different type of comedy. When you're MCing, you gotta know how to engage with the audience more. You have to deal like a kind of like a uh, a liaison for the club too. So mm-hmm. um, how people should act in the club, all these different setting out rules and guidelines and stuff before the show starts and keeping the energy going between uh, different comics, because if one doesn't do as well, you got to bring up the energy back to uh, back to that fun level again, when you get back on stage. So the next comic can have a better chance of doing a better job. So there's a little bit of responsibility as an MC. So yeah, Yeah, which is what I do a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of, a lot of pressure. But it's it's a it's a good time if you can get your if you can get your feet under you on it it's good so awesome so Ace um, where can they find you man so they I I mean I'm gonna put your YouTube channel on 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 here I'm gonna put your uh, Instagram um, okay. page on here but 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 where are you where are you at so you said uh, the Ace Ace Williams stand up is Instagram uh, okay. Facebook is Ace Williams comedy you'll see a um, uh, a man. With sunglasses, fedora, and a sax in his mouth, because I'm also an accomplished sax player um, on that homepage. So I don't play sax when I do comedy, unless I'm playing Ape Williams. I also have a side character that I do. Uh, it's a totally separate act called Ape, William, Ape Williams, where I'm in a gorilla costume, and all the jokes are on uh, paperboard done to the music of Jungle Boogie. So it's a lot of fun. Kind of burlesque, kind of, almost, but not really. Uh, yeah. It was a clean and not so clean show. So, but um, also uh, TikTok, uh, Ace Williams on TikTok, Ace Williams comedy. Um, so I got that. I'm launching, like I said, I'm launching a whole lot of new shorts coming out, and the song "Old Folks Home." So that'll be out soon too, within the yeah, next week. Looking forward to that one. Oh yeah, that'll yeah. be by the time. It's, it's, so it's if you hear the song, you compare them side by side. You know, like Weird Al Yankovic does. Yeah, it's very, very similar to that, where I even have the 
rhyming lyrics match the different parts of the song that work well, you know, like you're listening to the song that rhymes a different difference. Even the the rhyming words kind of work, but it's a totally funny, uh, uh, fun song. So yeah, old awesome. folks home. Yeah, about being in an old folks home. <laughs> That'll be fun. I can't wait for that one. I'll, I'll definitely be looking for that. And then you said you're performing your cans for comedy. Is that the September thirty September twenty first is is our next show at the American Legion Post one thirty nine. Ginger Kelly is going to be our featured act there. She's a a comic uh, out in Newport Ritchie who does quite a lot of shows and is constantly booked. So uh, she's donating her time as a feature act uh, that weekend uh, that week on a Thursday night. So. And we're looking forward to having her. We just had Jay Hewlett last month. Uh, actually, this month. This month is still not over. Jay Hewlett yeah. came in from L.A. He's an actor and comedian who's a, a national touring headliner. And yeah. uh, he just did a sold-out show down here in Tampa that I produced the week prior. So that was he was in town after that. So I said, why don't you do Cans for Comedy? He said, heck yeah. So he's got a show on 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 uh facebook uh a podcast with two other comics that to talk about comedy as like talking shop and that show is called comedians at denny's and their <laughs> show is uh at 11 30 my time uh, eastern standard time on facebook so find comedians at denny's i'm always on there as a uh guy that types in some jokes um uh, in response to what they're talking about, kind of like it helps, actually helps me do improv and helps me write um, quick re reactionary jokes. So that's fun. That's cool. Awesome, man. Well, dude, I'm again, I was um, impressed by the show that you put on. I'm impressed by the work that you're doing. I think it's awesome. I think uh, uh, I love I love comedy, but I love when comedy is made for a purpose as well. And that's and that's what you're doing. So uh, so good stuff, man. Thanks for thanks for doing what you do. I appreciate and if it. If there are any comics that uh, want to get in touch with me that want to start a cans for comedy uh, show in their city, have them reach out to me. Through Facebook Messenger, I'll set them up with uh, as best advice as I can. Uh, I'll work with them for a room in their area. If, if you want me to, I'll be happy to get it all going, even connect you to a local homeless shelter. I'll do a lot of grunt work for them to help get started another Cans for Comedy show. That's so an awesome. Nice. I would love to do that. Well, you and I, you and I might be talking, man, because that sounds like a great thing to maybe think about considering over here. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Ace, dude, I appreciate your time, man. Thank you for joining me here and taking up your time. It's a it's it's Thank a pleasure. For having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'll talk to you later on, man. All the best to you. Take care. All right. Thanks. Bye bye.